I am Autumn Cheetok and I'm strong-willed. I spent so much of my life trying to live the way I thought I was supposed to. I was trying to smash into a mold of the shoulds that I had heard. And you know what? This strong-willed child tried and tried and tried and became a strong-willed woman living a life that was not made for her. So you know what? I decided to redefine myself. I decided to live out the strong will. And I'm here to share with you just some stories, some thoughts, some views, and hope to inspire you to follow that will in your soul that's telling you to live the life you're here to live. Okay, you guys, I have my first guest, and it is the person who probably knows me the best, I think maybe, Travis, my husband. Hello. Congratulations. I know you've been wanting to do this for a while, so I'm very proud of you. Happy to be your first guest. I'll try not to screw it up too much. (laughs) Well, I don't think you can screw it up, and I'm thankful you're here. Um, And I felt like you were, like, a little bit nervous to hop on here. I just like to have a plan. And so she basically said, we're going to come on and talk about whatever, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. Or I have no idea. She probably has an idea, but... It's all a surprise to me, so we'll find out. That's kind of, I feel like, how I live life, right? You always need to have a plan, and I always am like, let's just see what happens. And we're complete opposites in that way. <laughs> What'd you say? It's stressful. Oh, yeah. And see, and I think it's stressful to have to come up with a big, solid plan. I'm like, no, I have a plan. Kind of like I'm starting this podcast. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm just going to go for it. Having this plan left me very stuck. But you are anal. and I am not or you could say I'm disorganized and you are not yeah it's just nice to for me anyways to be able to kind of there's wiggle room within you know to be able to like subvert and move on to other things but I like to kind of have an idea of stuff you know I guess it's the teacher and coach in me is um I like to be able to have that idea that lesson plan or that practice plan in front of me um so but yeah you are you and yours you have that same thing but yours is a little bit more rough you know i think you you have an idea in in your head right now what's happening and i don't and so it's uncomfortable for me yeah well and i and i was a teacher before this and i was and he's talking about coach being a sports coach and i was a sports coach this is just how i live but it comes to the enneagram i think and if you guys don't know a lot about the enneagram yet you should check it out travis is an enneagram one um, I forget what the title of that one is, but basically badass, <laughs> awesome person. Yeah, maybe that's the title of it. I think it is. Uh, well, no, because that's the Enneagram Seven. That's mine. The adventure. Like I am more of the free spirit, and um, I still want to live my best life. And but I want to. I want to live my life to make it the best life. I want to adventure. I want to try new things. I want to do everything. Um, but Travis, I'm looking it up right now because I can't remember what it's called, but Travis is a planner. Everything has to go, it's called the perfectionist, Travis, the perfectionist. (laughs) That makes sense. He's a planner, it has to be just right. Everybody's gotta do what they're supposed to do. And as you know, it's kind of funny that that's who I married. Um, I'm breaking away from that idea throughout my life. Yes, it's very funny. (laughs) So you can see this whole, this partnership works really well. You know what, Travis, I asked you this once before, but I said, you know what, I really want 
Travis, I feel like I get to meet a lot of different type of people and I love that about social media, but I really feel like sometimes I struggle really showing me to people, which is important, mostly because of these ideas that I am trying to disassociate with that I had for so long. It's like, what would someone say? And you need to make sure that you do this. And, you know, if, if your grandmother wouldn't be okay reading it on a billboard, don't do it or say it and things like that. Right. Which I get exactly why I was taught that way. And I get that it was out of love and out of the way the world used to be, but I just can't live that way. That's not what my soul wants. And, um, so I said to you, I said, what do you think people need to know more about me that I don't maybe show? And even if you don't remember what you said before, what would be your answer to that now? Uh, what? Okay. You weren't listening to me. <laughs> no, I was, but I don't remember that conversation from before. If you guys before. could see it, he was spacing off and looking no, out I'm, the window. <laughs> I'm listening. That's how I was listening. I'm listening. I'm trying to, as soon as you said, remember back to this conversation. I it's was okay trying to think about the conversation. If you don't remember. Um, I think people need to know that um, you're just kind of like an excited personality. You um, are a go-getter. And I think that, you know, sometimes people kind of um, get a little bit taken aback by that part of your personality, but it, and some people maybe take it as like in your face or something along those lanes, lines, but it's just you kind of being, um, you know, excited, living in the moment, sharing your thoughts, sharing your ideas. And I think it, it you know, I don't know, I, I don't have a long history of knowing lots of different women or anything like that. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, that you know about. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Um, but um, relationship wise, I feel like it seems like women are expected to be kind of reserved and um, kind of stay in their lane, so to speak, where Men, I think, are more allowed, it seems like, to be loud and boisterous. And it's okay to be the loud, funny guy or the loud, excited guy. And people get a kick out of that where when um, that um, happens on the women's end, I think sometimes people kind of get uncomfortable with that. And so, I don't know, that's a long-winded way of saying I, I think that um, people um, get kind of like caught off guard by your uh, big personality. And I'm, maybe sometimes that could be misconstrued as like being in your face or um, something like that. But I think it just kind of you being you. And um, and so I think it takes a little, sometimes some people a little while to get used to it um, in terms of that, you know, if they have that different, like whole laid back mm -hmm. personality. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think. Um... What, did I, what did I say before? <laughs> you said. Because uh, Travis doesn't have social media, you guys. So he's not on it. He's not seeing what I'm sharing. When I said, though, these are like my three to five things I really like to focus on and share. You said your fiery personality, Autumn. You're not sharing that, obviously. And obviously, he forgot he said that. But that's the first thing he said about me was, you know, she's got this big personality. And so I realized. That's what I said basically this time. Yeah, you did. You did. But but you, I realized like on my Instagram, you know, I think that that comes across a lot. Like people are like, oh, she's so nice and sweet. And it's like. Being nice is so important to me and being honest and authentic is even more important to me. Um, I just, but at the same time, I was like, I realized because I was trying to make everybody so comfortable and feel good and not feel because the social media is so full of just gross. It's so full of gross right now um, that I didn't want to make people log on and feel bad because I want, I want my page to be a space they log on and they feel good.
because there's too much of the other ways, right? And so, but I realized as I was talking about it, he goes, you're not showing your personality and you have a fiery personality and people who know me know that. So that was something, that's funny. That's basically what you said right now. Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny when I first started dating Travis, um, I said to him, I was like, I think you're sexist. And he was like, what, why? And it was just because I realized he had never met anybody like, me before I don't think and um I don't really know that I don't really think that he was sexist I just think he didn't know how to handle me like a lot of people don't um I played sports and like I was a PE teacher and I remember he used to challenge everything I knew about sports I know less now probably because I spend more time doing other things back when I didn't have three kids and had a lot more free time. I could read. No, I didn't. You told me that you, that made you mad. So I didn't challenge you very much. You, yeah. After you learned that it made me mad. Well, I asked you like one question. I didn't do it very much. I mm -hmm. try to learn from my mistakes sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But anyway, so I, but I think of that and I, I think even more, I think being married to me, it's made you like, I don't know, understand these things a little bit better and other people better, I guess, maybe. Well, being married to you and having daughters, and I think it's tough. Um, you know, you, I grew up, grew up like a stereotypical uh, male man, cis. Well, I don't know all the different things, but um, but just normal. And so, you know, we played sports. You did the locker room talk. You know, grew up. You know, in middle school and high school, not really having like too many actual relationships with females so it was all just like boy talk and guy talk and i know you just kind of tend to not have empathy because you don't actually like have a relationship or know anyone and then so then you get to high school and you have kind of like superficial relationships and whatever and you know and then um you move on and so now to this point in my life where obviously I'm married to you and I, I care about you a lot. And then I have two daughters. You start to kind of like think internally and be like, well, is this something that I would really like uh, a kid to be saying around one of my children or something like that? So it kind of changes. And it's unfortunate that it takes that like actual relationship um, of and it's not it's not that's not for everybody. Obviously, we hope that we can teach that to our kids. Mm -hmm. And so that they're empathetic and they feel that way towards all genders and everything. Uh, but I, sometimes it takes that personal experience, I guess. And that's kind of what is, you know, happened to me where I just kind of opened my mind to the the thought that I mean, like, why can't women do this or say this or um, be this way or anything like that? And so, um, you know, I, I would like to say that I always kind of thought that, but I was probably pretty closed off to that idea. And I had like the stereotypical view of what um, most uh, middle class white males, you know, think about women growing up is, mm -hmm. you know, and, and obviously, I just want to say this not to be like, I'm so sick of everything being political, because we're not trying to be that way. This wasn't even where this conversation is going. But I want to I love that you're saying this. And really, what I just heard you say at the base of this is, it takes relationships with people to open your mind, which is so cool. I also love what you're saying because we have some strong-willed daughters. And but anyway, I just sorry to cut in. But yeah, well, no, and and for me, I, I it, it took the relationships, um, you know, and I had like you know various relationships, but like I guess relationships that were meaningful and but but that was just me, and that's just how I I know there's 
I've, I've had lots of students and lots of players who are very empathetic and get it right away and have had good parents and, and understand it. And then you have other kids, they, they just don't get it yet. You know, they just don't see it. And it's, you try to explain it to them and it's kind of like, you know, it, I think for them, it'll take a, some sort of experience, unfortunately, for them to have to learn. Well, and I think when I was a teen and I would hear people like, I mean, gosh, I, people make fun of me for having opinions and talking too much and whatever. I would keep my mouth shut or I would laugh it off or now I'd be like, Oh, well, I'm sorry that bothers you that I have so many opinions, you know? And, um, I think too, um, you know, it's, it's something that happens with age overall, but that's why, you know, the growth I've talked about this in my first couple episodes at first, I've tried to follow all the rules and go along with it. And then I was miserable. And then I had to decide, no, you don't need to follow these rules. And that's what I, we try to teach our kids, not just our daughters, but our son too. Yeah. You know, we are ever evolving. We can learn and we can grow and we can change at any time. The fact that we can always grow and change our mind always. If we really think about it, at 42 years old, if I'm blessed and lucky and do things right and by the grace of God, I'm going to live this long again. And if I choose to stay right where I am with my thoughts and opinions I formed over 42 years and I never change them again, that's insane. No, I agree. I think the experience is the key thing there. Like, I think that's something that um, I didn't have a lot of experiences in terms of like, okay, so for example, dating where you had more um, relationships growing up and things like that. Not a lot more or anything, but I think you had a little bit more of an idea about like things because you'd experienced more of that where I didn't. And so I kind of hope thinking back to our kids is like, I hope that they date a lot of different people and have relationships where they can learn and not have just like that long relationship that ends up falling apart. And then, you know, instead meet a lot of different people yeah. and um, experience. What is this person like, you know, you know, see, see, have different experience with all kinds of different people and, and not and necessarily even dating and yeah. not necessarily dating, but friendships and not staying in your close circle or I don't know, or back to the dating thing, not staying with one person. Cause that's the, the comfortable thing to do. Cause they're in the same social circle for you. And it's, you know, uneasy to break up, you know? So we have a, a mutual friend. We won't say him by name. Um, but he's the same age as me, went to high school with me and, he has great relationships. He's a, he's a good dude. He dated all kinds of girls in um, high school. And we used to give him a hard time about all the people he dated. Um, but he was good about it. He wasn't, he, he was, and, and he's a dad, uh, he's a girl dad and has two daughters and, you know, has a great, great relationship with his wife. He's just a well-rounded person. And I think that helped him be there where I struggled. I would imagine if we compared our relationships, I, I think it probably took me a lot longer to get to a point where, I could be okay um, around a strong-willed woman where, you know, he had had all those different things. So mm -hmm. anyway. Well, I would add to that. He was a son of a single mom who grew up with a sister. So he had an opportunity to build those relationships and be close to people not like him, right? Which I think that's the whole point is your understanding and your grace from people comes from building relationships and it's so important. Uh, but Oh, I like it. That's a good point. Because we really did. We really did struggle with it. And I would say, I mean, at this point in our marriage, you know this about me and something, you know, obviously anyone who knows me knows this about me, that I'm strong-willed. And I'm going to state my opinion. And I think too, what you're saying is really good because I often had, I even had a friend, a close friend tell me, um, I love how you can say what you want to say 
and you don't see it as a confrontation. And then I'm like, and she goes, and vice versa. Other people can say something that they that's not your point of view, and you don't see it as a confrontation. But she's like, I'm afraid to say anything. I'll just go along with whatever. And I said, yeah, that's really just really to me, my view is they're not confronting me and I'm not confronting them. And people are allowed to coexist with different opinions. Like we, our bodies have a right brain and a left brain. Like we are one big full body. I fully agree. And Disagree. So, <laughs> so I think that that is totally okay. Sorry, my chair just squeaked, but I don't think I'm going to cut that audio out. But um, I totally agree that, uh, or I totally feel that people are allowed to have different opinions and that's okay. Now, if they're hurtful and hateful, like I'm not cool with that. But um, I think that that's such an important part of life where not everybody feels that way. I just, I'm just there. I don't know. No, but I agree with you that, um, you know, it's good to have opinions and, you know, it's good to have different opinions. Uh, But um, also at the same time, uh, I think it's important to uh, hear other people's opinions and actually listen on, on that, on that and not just be be willing to have a conversation with different opinions but listen and hear them out i you know in the last couple years um with everything that's happened or whatever um you know it's just um you know there are times when you have conversations with people and it's obvious that they're not hearing what you have to say and sometimes i get caught up not hearing what they have to say um but um you know it's important to actually you know understand what people are saying too. So whatever it might be. Well, I love that. And actually I'm set, I set up an email um, and it's in the um, pod information now where people can email me thoughts, opinions and stuff. And I would love to hear it because I would love to listen because I'm in a space where I'm talking. And so um, I will get to listen. The email is going to be strongwilled.autumn at gmail.com. But my name is spelled without an N. My mom decided to be unique and change it up. Um, Sometimes I love it that it is unique. And then other times I'm like, oh, if it just had the N on it, it would make my life a lot easier. But it is strongwilled.autum at gmail.com. So you can email me for anything too, because I want to listen too. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's a lot of letters there. Be careful with that. That is a lot. Spell of it correctly. <laughs> oh, so you know what I wanted to say too? When I first started dating Travis, one of the first things he said is like, he was, you were like, you're really smart. And I was like, okay. You know, and I don't know why that like fired me up a little bit. And it probably shouldn't have, but that you remarked that I was so smart for being a girl. You didn't say for being a girl. That's how I took it. Why did I take it like that? And why was I so shy? I don't think I've ever dated someone who commented how smart I was. But also, I think that we were a good match because we both are very smart. Um, but that was something right away. Like, I should have been like, oh, thank you. But I was kind of like, yeah, uh, why does that make you upset? I, well, it doesn't now, but it did. I was kind of like, you're remarking like you're so shocked I'm smart. I guess people are shocked I'm smart all the time, huh? I had a, I had a boss one time who was like, oh, you were a tag student? Oh, you knew this person? He like literally thought I was an idiot. He brought an idea to me and said, you should do this. I watched this one thing in the district that they're doing. And I said, that was my idea. I introduced it to all the PE teachers two years ago. He's like, oh, you did? And I've been doing it in my class and no clue. But like, why is it just because I'm so like happy-go-lucky and like have this? I don't know. But why is that? Why are people so shocked and smart? (laughs) I, you know, I don't know. My thought, and maybe I'm wrong, is it goes back to that 
um, that stereotypical thought of, you know, is that, um, you know, obviously women are smart, uh, but, you know, when, when people are actually put in a position where they have, need to realize how smart you are, um, you know, I think it tends to be, um, you know, surprising, you know, I mean, that a, a woman, a woman is as smart as a man or whatever, or came up with an idea that, you know, yeah. so. Or it's something that used to be like, you're not surprised by this now, especially because you have such smart daughters, but yeah. a point where there and, was something like that as you learned and evolved. Yeah. And I don't know, it's, I think it's kind of, it's, it's intimidating for men and at least for me, I'm speaking for myself, I guess, but when you meet someone like you, who is, you know, obviously athletic and then super pretty and super beautiful and then smart oh. on, and then smart <laughs> on top of that, it gets a, it's a, it's a little bit of, um, intimidating, right? You know, I mean, I want to stop right there and say something I've heard. Cause I've heard I'm intimidating my whole life. I like to say, ladies, you are not intimidating. They are intimidated. Right. And that, that's <laughs> just, and I'm just talking general, generally, you know, that could be a, a thing there. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that that's just a reminder that if people are uncomfortable, they try to put you in a space that makes them comfortable. And that doesn't mean it's right. They will try to put opinions on you to smash you into a space that makes them comfortable. But that's not what we're here for. That's not what I'm here for. And I've learned that and grown that way. Okay, Travis, I want to switch gears a little bit and just talk about this. I work with a lot of women who say, I can't do this because my husband doesn't like, doesn't let me, or my husband gets mad when blah, blah, blah. Um, it doesn't make my husband comfortable. And one thing I, I know for us that we have had to work through, you guys, when we sit here and we're laughing and joking, like our marriage has not been perfect. I don't know that there is a perfect marriage. It's been rough a lot of times, but we always choose each other and choose to continue on and whatever. And so I want to be clear about that because I also think there's this idea on social media that people who post their husbands are like, oh, so happy or whatever. Um, but I, there's one person I wish I could remember her name where she says, we made it another day. I love that. Um, but I want to say this, um, like what, what has been your, one thing that we do, first of all, is we both agree that we can only have the healthiest marriage if we're both each our best versions of ourselves and come together in the marriage, right? So I want Travis to do the things that make him happy and whole. And he, I believe, wants that for me. But that's something that we have had to work and grow towards as well. But that's something I hear from a lot from women. And I want to ask you that, like, does that hurt our marriage or ruin our marriage or cause problems? Because I am so me and so independent and have created this business and kind of sometimes make decisions without even, I, I try to talk to you about it, but um, I'm so independent and strong-willed. <laughs> um, yeah, in some ways, yeah. it, it, but it's, I think it took some time uh, for me, you know, and some kind of like thinking, um, and like, I guess I just kind of got, got to the point, like, why does it matter? Why, why does it matter what you do? Like, I mean, obviously we're a partnership and we're married and we have to make decisions together, but like in your career time or your business time or something that doesn't involve the whole family, like, why does it matter what you do? Um, I mean, you hear stories about like, especially in your business, talking about um, what you do and 
husband's getting frustrated with that. Why, why does that matter? Like, honestly, like, think about it. Like you're mad because your wife is working. Well then I don't know, go outside and mow the lawn. Like we all guys like mowing lawns. I mean, it gives us a break. We get to go out there, go have drink a beer while you're doing it or go to the driving range or um, like, I, I don't get that, but it took me a while to get there. Like I would just be like, I'd be sitting there and like, for no reason at all, it's like a control thing or something, I guess it'd be like, Oh, she's not doing exactly what I want her to be doing right now. She should be watching this baseball game with me while, instead of looking at her phone, like who gives a shit? Like, seriously, like why, why does she need to be watching the guardians and the Mariners play? Um, you know, she could be, I, I, I don't know. And so I guess I'm kind of being like blunt about it, but like, that's kind of what I think now. Like I, I don't understand. And it took me a while to get there. It had, took me a while to think like, why, why does autumn need to be doing exactly what I feel like she should be doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Like, you know, um, and, and even when we're like doing things that are together, like she can, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words, I guess, because I'm kind of at a point in a headspace or whatever, where like, it's, it, it kind of, when I hear stories about husbands getting upset about what their wives are doing, I mean, within reason, right? Like not cheating or things yeah. like that, but you know what I mean? But like in terms of what they're doing Full with their own frontal selfies on Instagram. Well, that's no, okay. Kidding. As long as you show it to me first. Uh, but, um, no, just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, but, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's it just kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I want to say like, too, I, I, I've been clear in our relationship and I think you're clear too. Cause when we first met, he was a baseball coach. He was gone a lot and I was home, you know, having babies and taking care of the house. And he was gone a lot. He would wake up as we were leaving the daycare and then he would get home, um, you know, eat dinner, help with, put the kids to bed if they weren't in bed yet. Otherwise he just go and tuck them in and go to bed. And that was kind of our life, a lot of spring and summer. And um, when I started my own business, I was like, you have had this passion and I need to fill my cup. And then it was a big adjustment because he was like, well, okay, you can have this passion, but now it's, it should be an add on to the things you're already doing. And instead I was like, no, it should be a trade off because you've been going and doing your passion. So I want you to take on more stuff. And that was a big growth thing for both of us. Yeah, that was, um, I think, I guess in some ways, uh, you know, unfortunately or whatever, I was kind of like in the mindset of, and it's not, wasn't intentional, but that I guess I felt like, you know, um, stereotypical man and wife relationship where I go to work and I do my job and I come home and you have the babies and take care <laughs> of them and I mean, obviously I helped out. I was better than that. Like, but I'm being very general in speaking, but, you know, looking back on it, that wasn't very fair, you know, that I was not, you know, helping out as much as I could with the kids and, but then, you know, all that stuff. And so I think it took a while for me to sit down and it took some, you know, work between us, you know, relationship work and work on my own and, you know, realizing like, well, I, if I want to do all the things I need to do, maybe I should get up earlier and work out in the morning and then help with do my part and do, you know, 50, 50 and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I love that. And you, we're running out of time. I wish that I could keep going. So guys, if you want Travis to come back and chat more, let me know. 
Um, I'll probably have him back more. This was so easier to record having someone to talk to. I love it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to say, you guys, I mean, with Travis, we've always been like, it's 2022 and we want, you know, bigger dreams and we want to do things when we want careful and we want to stress. Like Autumn needs to be able to build a solid career and we can have babies and raise babies. And Travis has his career and we can have babies and raise babies. But that means that everything else needs to be equal split. Right. And so um, it's something we've worked through, but somewhere it's, it's actually it's going OK right now with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being on here, Travis. And thanks again for listening, you guys. And um, I really just want to encourage again, all these women to go live the life you want to live. And so many people think that means it's got to be, you know, it's going to hurt my family. It's going to hurt my husband. But I would say even more, we've created really strong, independent kids because of it. We have built more in our relationship that we would have if I hadn't started following my dreams. And so I don't think you have to either or. I think it's an everything. Everything. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.